Well, 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 welcome to another episode of the Fearless Parody Podcast Show. You know, parody doesn't come with a manual. It either does parody a child, preteen, or teenager. In fact, parody is very scary. It can cause every parent out there to be fearful, me included. The goal, the purpose of this podcast is to provide you with information and resources that help you overcome family life struggles difficulties and challenges and to be able to parent fearlessly. So every week we provide information and resources to help grow your parental leadership while growing the leadership of your child, preteen, or teenager. In short, we are here to help you and your children become the best versions of yourselves. So get ready and dive right in to today's episode. All right. Hello, moms, dads, parents, and guardians. Welcome back to another episode of Fiercely Parody. Today, I have as my very special guest, Elani Fuaxis, and I hope I pronounced her name correctly. You know moms and dads, and I'm not the best with names, but that's all right. I am so glad to have her on my show. Now, she is an author, teacher. She's been an actress, model, mother of two, and she is a budding entrepreneur. Elaine is constantly growing and rediscovering herself. At one point, she just threw caution to the wind and left a lucrative career in sales in New York City to pursue her childhood dream of acting. Much to the dismay of her friends and family at the ripe old age of 30. Without any industry knowledge or contact, she launched a successful acting and modeling career that has spanned over two decades and is still going strong at the age of 51. In addition to her thriving acting and modeling career, she recently published her first children's book, Pinky Patrick, and added publishing to her repertoire. Moms and dads, she wants to help you step out of your comfort zone so that you can live out loud as a parent and become the best version of yourself as a parent. So without any further ado, here's Alani. Alani, thank you for being part of the Fearless Parody Podcast here today. Sam, that's quite an introduction. I'm so humbled. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. Well, I, I appreciate you being on the show. Let's just start out by telling my audience a little bit about you and your business. Absolutely. So uh, as you mentioned, I uh, have been an actress and a model in New York City for over two decades. And during the height of COVID, my industry was annihilated overnight. Wow. Yeah. So it became non-existent. Some, and, and that happened to a lot of people, not just myself. Some industries took off. And other industries got annihilated. So I overnight, you know, had to figure out how I was going to continue to support my two boys who are teenagers now and had to, you know, make a major pivot. And during that time, I, um, I got certified to teach. So I knew that there was a huge demand and I had a lot of people that reached out to me and said, there's no one in the classrooms. Like they need teachers like overnight. So 
what I did was I got certified here in New York City during the height of COVID. And wow. I started teaching. Yes, literally you got overnight because they uh, processed everything quickly. They sped everything up. So fast-tracked you. What was that? They fast-tracked you. They fast-tracked me. So before you could even say, you know, DOE or teacher, I was in the classroom. It was just <laughs> unbelievable in, during the height of COVID. So um, a lot of remote learning and trying to figure out bits and pieces of how to support the kids. I mean, I really wanted, for me, it was very personal because I wanted to serve the children in my community. I was a mother of two boys who were struggling, you know, to figure out how they were going to learn from home. And I was trying to struggle as a mother to help them and get all this virtual stuff down and figure out how to get them on the Zoom calls and how to get them to log in and show up and make sure they were doing their work. But I also felt compelled to give back because I really felt for the teachers who were getting sick, who couldn't go into work, the teachers that retired, the teachers, they were literally teachers just walking off the job in the middle of the day without any notice, just resigning. And, you know, we know now that they coined this, the era of resignation. So I felt compelled mm -hmm. to really do something meaningful and give back to the children in my community. So I did start working as a full-time substitute teacher, and I'm still working currently for the DOE here in New York City, which um, runs the public school system. So I'm still teaching full-time in New York. And during that time, of course, you know, we're coming out of it now, my book did get released. And um, I became a published author. <laughs> so the, the on all of that, you're you're having to like so many people in America had to do because there are a lot of people who can sympathize with what you were going through. It may not have uh, been a uh, uh, acting career that got put on hold. There are people who had their own businesses. It, it had restaurants, small businesses, mom and pop that COVID put them out of business. People work for certain industries and they found themselves having to look for work. So you, you had to reinvent yourself, find you a new occupation, figure out what you were going to do to take care of those babies. Uh, tell your sons to forgive me. I know if they probably heard anybody call the babies, they'd be upset at them. But you know what I'm talking about? I Our children are babies. About. I don't care how old they get. But yeah. You had to reinvent yourself and you had to take care of your family and you went out and did it. Uh, I, I have to applaud you for that because that's not easy, whether it's a COVID situation or any other situation, to have to go out and reinvent yourself in an occupation. Mm. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's scary. <laughs> the title of your podcast is Fearless Parented. I was fearful, to be honest. And I think it's just... <laughs> But nevertheless, you have to press forward, though, don't you? You, you have to you press have to forward. forward. And, and you know what? Um, it takes a lot of figuring out, and it takes a lot of, um, you know, uh, mistakes and bumps in the road and obstacles and mishaps. And I have to tell you, I just want to share very quickly, like, I was 
checking coats at a local restaurant. Just literally a year and a half ago, I was working. I literally went into a local restaurant. Um, and this was, you know, this was be when, when the restaurants like started opening back up, but with masks and whatever. And I was like, I have to, you know, find a paycheck. I have to figure out how I'm going to support my kids. And I will do anything and I'm willing and capable then just bring it. So just to give your audience an idea, because sometimes we, we see things on social media and we're like, oh, look, she went from author and actress to children's author and seemingly overnight. It doesn't happen overnight. overnight. No, no, it's about a journey. It's a journey. And I literally was going, walking on foot in the winter. To restaurants that were open that were looking for help because as you mentioned a lot of restaurants were shut down some of them lost their leases some of them you know lost their businesses their chefs their waitresses so I was thinking let me go and see the ones that are open if they need help I will you know I used to wait tables many many years ago my parents had a restaurant I was like okay maybe I'm not able to do that but maybe they need someone to check coats maybe they need a hostess so I was literally pounding the pavement and walking to see who was open who was out there and say how can I serve what do you need how can I help out like what can I do so I was literally and you know what Stan I I walked into this restaurant and they said okay you can you know uh work as a hostess and check coats and and I said, okay. And I was too short to check the coat. <laughs> I could not reach. I'm not even kidding. I, I, I was like, I'm not gonna wow. make. I'm not gonna make short jokes. Don't make any short jokes, please. Yeah, my, my wife is five foot three, and I'd be in a whole lot of trouble. I've been married <laughs> 27 years. I'm working on my 28th year. And so yes, I'm, you I'm do a, not want to end up in the doghouse stand. Do not new. make any short jokes because. I could not reach. There was two, um, uh, two, what's the word I'm looking like shelves. There were two, you know, <laughs> and I could not reach the top one. And I was like, I'm not going to make it through the night here. I'm going to lose this job <laughs> to pay my bills and take care of my boys. So when I say that it, it was a long, uh, difficult, anxiety ridden journey i'm not kidding because it was a lot of figuring out like how am i going to get from point a to point b and it's a, it's a lot of figuring out and a lot of discomfort and um it's like getting out there and trying things and seeing okay what works and what doesn't i'm like okay i'm not cut out for this <laughs> and i can't be in the restaurant industry at this stage of my life i'm 52 years old now been there done that and i need to pivot yet again and figure out what am i going to do from here and actually my book was supposed to come out before covid but covid put a wrench into it because of the paper supply um problem mm -hmm. there was a, a oh it problem. put a it put a rich it put a rich in a whole lot of things yeah. and, and, and it it held a lot of stuff up but i'm listening to you talking about how, you know just persevering 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 keeping your children in mind what mm -hmm. you have to do keeping the main thing the main thing so let me ask you what lessons did your parents teach you, and how did that help you uh, 
move through this? You know, because I was going to ask you about your overall career, personal development, but, you know, it, it, talking about COVID, which was just a really difficult situation, uh, what lessons, you know, did your parents teach you that, uh, good or bad, that just help you push through this? That's a great question. My parents um, immigrated to this country, and I, I'm first generation, but they taught me work ethic with a capital W work, like hard work. I, was I could tell. Hard, what was that? I could tell. Oh, can you? Oh, yeah. You, you know, just you're, you're willing to do what's necessary to yeah. keep roof over your head, to take care of your children, because your priorities are in the right place. And, you know, if your parents are teaching you a sound work ethic, I, I now know that, okay, I understand where that comes from. Right, right. I My parents were taking me at eight years old. My mom worked in, uh, my parents had a restaurant and my mother worked in the kitchen and she would make all the food and she was the chef. And my mother would sit me on a huge pail. I was a tiny little thing and she would prop me up on the pail and I was peeling shrimp, making hamburger patties, homemade chicken salad, like for hours after school. And so I learned from, and then as I got older, they put me at the cash register. Then I, you know, started waiting tables. Like my parents would give the employees days off. The the restaurant was 24 hours a day in the Bronx, in New York. It was open 24 hours. There was no lock and key. There was no getting off, time off. And when you're in a family business like that, you're on call all the time. I remember my parents waking me up when I was older in the middle of the night and saying, the waitress, Connie is sick. You you need to go to the restaurant. You need to get me out of bed before my final exam, the night before my finals. And they're like, no, no, get out of bed, Eleni. You have to get to work. You have to go to the restaurant. It doesn't matter. It's not your day. It's not your shift. It's, you have a final exam. So I learned from them that they're – are no excuses. There are no days off. Like when you have to take care of a family, I was one of six kids. So my parents were providing for six children, mm. plus my grandparents, plus my parents adopted two other children. Because when my uncle passed away, you know, there was no one to care for them. So my parents adopted them. So they were feeding and taking care of eight kids. So, wow. So yeah. what, what, I'm, what I'm hearing is, it's not only was there uh, a serious work ethic, but uh, family was important. So did any of this make it into your book, uh, your children's book, uh, Picky Patrick? So a lot of what I incorporated into my book, Picky Patrick, was values that I wanted to instill in my children. Okay. Because they were the catalyst for this book. I used to, I was a busy working mom, like most of your listeners. I'm sure they could relate. You're exhausted at the end of the day. You're working hard. <laughs> so I, I loved reading to them, Stan. I would put them in the rocking chair and hold them in my arms. And I have two boys and they're close in age. 
So I was exhausted. I was like, Lord, please let me get through this stage of like formula and diapers. And I, could, I was beyond exhausted. But I knew the importance of reading to them and connecting with them. And many nights I was so tired that I couldn't keep my eyes open to continue physically reading. So by default, what I started doing was telling them made up stories. And my kids would fall asleep sometimes and they would wake up the following morning and say, mommy, what happened? You know, did Christopher and Bernie make it back in time or what happened to this character and that character? And I'd be like, I don't remember. I made it up. <laughs> I, I can't keep up. And they would say, write it down, mom. You have to write it down. So they kept on me, Stan. They would not let it up. They would come home from school and they would say, did you write it down? My son then came to me one day. This is a true story. He was in second grade and he said, Mom, I want to see those stories. Did you write them down like you said you would? And I was like, Oh my goodness. So I literally uh, accountability partner. <laughs> I literally, so you wanted the accountability partner or not. Yes. Your son was your accountability partner. I love that. And yes, that, both my boys. Zen and Billy were my accountability buddies, Dan. And I started compiling my stories and writing them down. And what I realized now is that I was incorporating what we call social emotional learning into these stories. And that's part of the core curriculum now that we teach here in New York and other states um, within the United States. So that's part of the core curriculum. And what I was doing is I'm a busy mom. I was telling them stories and I was like, wait a second. I want them to learn to love themselves. Wait a second. I want them to learn, you know, to let go of perfection. Wait a minute. I want to teach them gratitude. How can I do that? How can I incorporate it into a story and make it entertaining so that kids will actually want to listen? So I, as a mother, was taking the values that were important to me and instilling them into these stories. And I ended up, when I, when I um, actually published the book, I incorporated stories, uh, questions at the end of the story. So I added 14 prompts and questions at the end of the story. So Picky Patrick is about letting go of perfection and appreciating what you have and recognizing that maybe your life is perfectly imperfect. I love that. <laughs> because often, oftentimes it's exactly that. It's perfectly imperfect and it's okay. It's all right. Okay. And it's like, we're looking for the perfection. We're looking for this. We're looking for that. And it's like, wow, maybe everything you have in your life with your family, in your family unit, in your home, at school, with your friends. Maybe it's perfect just as it is. And teaching children that is so powerful. Let me give you this little quick example. I was teaching kindergarten one day, and there was a little girl. I, I did a read aloud of my story, Picky Patrick in the Morning. And then we went out to recess, and we came back in the afternoon, and, you know, this little girl became visibly upset and she was huffing and puffing and I couldn't understand why she was so emotional. And I'm trying to get some words out of her. I'm trying to tell her to breathe and take a breath. 
And then I found out that she was crying because she colored outside of the line. Like they were coloring, yeah, a sheet. It was a sombrero. I'll never forget this. And she colored outside the lines and she was so profoundly upset. And then this little boy came over and he said, remember Picky Patrick? It doesn't have to be perfect. And then (laughs) that was it. Then the tears stopped like in a heartbeat. And she just went about coloring and she's like, oh, that's right doesn't have to be perfect and just keep on and I was like wow it was so validating in that moment to recognize to to see to see that light just click and she got it And, and moms and dads you know in today's world I know there's a lot of parents that are looking for resources uh stories that they can read their kids that are going to talk to their kids about values, to talk to their kids about establishing a work ethic, to let their kids know that not only is nobody perfect, but it's okay that you're not perfect. Well, Alani has a book for you, something that you can take and sit down with your child and to reaffirm those values that you're trying to teach your child to reaffirm uh, the work ethic that you're trying to place in your child's heart and in their mind so that they will always have a good work ethic and to let them know that they are perfectly okay in the way that God designed them mm-hmm. and that they don't have to be perfect mm-hmm. to become the best version of themselves. So a lot Tell my audience where they can find you. So if they go to thekidswelove.com, that's where they can find Picky Patrick and my bio, which will be linked to elenifuaxis.com. And they can also find me on Facebook at elenifuaxis or Instagram which is elenifuaxis.nyc. So they can DM me and I'm, I'll have resources on there for parents as well as the link to my book because this is something not just for parents, for educators, for grandparents, for people yeah. who are you know, looking after children because we want our children to thrive and we want to set them up for success and we need to teach them value so they can be good citizens and leave this world better than they found it. And that's my mission. To that. And, and have a good work ethic, which is disappearing all over the place. Well, I'm going to tell you, if you're like me, you know, you might not remember all these different links and sites, but that's okay because I'm going to have them in the podcast description so that you'll be able to come click and go. And as Eleni says, hey, it doesn't matter if you're a parent, a guardian, grandparent, maybe a friend of the family who knows somebody that that, that has kids and you want to give them a meaningful gift, this is a meaningful gift that you can give them that is going to keep on giving and giving to that family. So we want you to check it out. I'm going to have her back for one more segment and we're going to continue to talk about her book 
We appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to be a part of this podcast. And hey, please, please subscribe to this podcast. Don't just download that. Hey, download. We want you to keep downloading, but we want you to subscribe because that's going to help us reach out to more people. Well, lady, thank you for being part of this particular segment. And moms and dads, until next time, God bless. Well, that concludes another awesome episode. Please, please check out the podcast description where you'll find links to family and parenting resources. And I want to thank you, moms, dads, and guardians, for listening to today's Fearless Parenting Podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed today's show and that it added value to you and your family. And I want to leave you with something that was once said by two-time Nobel Prize recipient Marie Curie, who once said that nothing in life is to be feared. It's only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less. That is why we have this show, to help you understand more about parenting so that you can fear less. So I want to challenge you, like I always do, to go forth and fearlessly parent. God bless.